Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I, of course, am going to talk about my favorite, favorite thing, which is my love of technology. And so when we've 
my my branding expert helped me coin the phrase uh, I'm your tech savvy bestie that kind of comes from the idea that um, you know has been presented to me I never really thought of it this way but I am I have been told how relatable I am and so um, for those of you who don't know I have a fairly large TikTok following um, just hit 300,000 well it's like a, a few thousand before that but whatever let's round up and it, it it's just been profound the amount of attention and um the the audience that i've been able to educate and impact has been incredible um so one of the interesting things is that once the facebook and this this happened actually when all the financial stuff was going on because i'm also kind of a, a i'm crypto obsessed i've been in crypto since 2010 um when i built a mining computer so when i say i've been in it i've been in it um and when i did a couple of TikTok videos uh based on what was happening phone call sorry um when i was doing some um when all that was happening with Robinhood and the GameStop stuff, and it was like all over the news, how they were shorting stocks and all of this. And it was really like, you know, popular. I had a bunch of videos where I explained it, uh, do really well. And so the last couple of days, uh, both on clubhouse and on TikTok, I have, I have kind of went into rooms and, and got a little, not heated, but a little excited about it because you know, knowing what goes on behind the scenes of software and uh, these types of platforms, it was kind of like, I just wanted people to understand that, that the word glitch doesn't really uh, exist in the tech world behind the scenes. Like there's, there's definitely something going on um, when something, when a platform like that goes down and I know, I know Heather, um, you had said like, I'm not sure why WhatsApp went down. Uh, all of these things are connected and um, I can explain a little bit about what what happened, but in terms of social media and educating, I did three videos in the last three days, however long it's been since all that happened, what, two days? Um, and collectively, they have three quarters of a million views. And just me, my face talking about, first of all, what happened, uh, base, basic information, and then saying, you know, you don't own your data, so of course, follow me if you want to know how to get your Facebook data and, you know, why that's important. Cause that always comes up, right? Like, well, who cares? Why is that important? Like, whatever, whatever. Um, and so the, the third video, um, it's now at, I, I don't know, quite a few views. Um, and I think the, the thing that always gets me is the amount of shares. It's now up to like 10,000 shares, which for whatever reason, kind of like boggles my mind that that these people would share it outside of TikTok. Um, so it's floating around there in the ether of space somewhere. But I, it's a, it was a three minute video. TikTok now allows you for three minute videos and explaining the very simple process of, and now if you guys want to grab a pencil, Kelsey and I love pencils um, and a piece of paper or type it into your notes on your phone. Um, I, you may not understand why it's important at this time, and that's okay. I also feel like it's um, probably more important to people of my generation who, um, or, or those of us who've had a Facebook since it, its inception, like 
we had MySpace and then Facebook. And so we understand that a lot of those pictures that are on there are from many, many years ago where we don't know where those pictures are anymore. I know that when I go onto Facebook, there's albums from, you know, 2010, 2011 of my now almost 17 year old. So I don't know where those pictures are. I'm sure they're on some hard drive in my storage unit. Right. But I was, you know, kind of looking for those, um, uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago and kind of then forgot to do this again because then when I got the information from Facebook and I downloaded all of those pictures, I then forgot where I put those. So just because I'm super tech savvy doesn't mean I do everything right. Uh, we all have, but th that's why we have these uh, different things in place. So again, I was kind of uh, stalling there for a moment, but if you're listening and you want to know how to, first of all, you can go to my TikTok and watch the video and I actually show you, but it's very easy. You are on your Facebook page. You go up to the corner arrow, um, go to settings. Of course, now I can't get my computer to work. That's <laughs> tech problems for a tech person. Go up to the corner arrow in the right hand, uh, on the side of the uh, right hand corner of your Facebook. You're going to go to settings and privacy. You're going to click settings, literally settings and privacy, and then settings. Over on the left-hand corner, it says your Facebook information, right under security. And well, it goes general security and login, and then your Facebook information. Now, when, you know, of course, there's quite a few things on here, and I think they make it confusing for a reason. Um, being in the tech world for 26 years, uh, I can tell you that that's actually true. We want to make it confusing for you um, so that people like me can come along and make it easy. <laughs> So you've got an, an option to transfer a copy of your information so you can copy to another service. I literally have no idea what that is and so I don't care. The next one down is download your information. So when you click on that, and then you know there's some underneath there, but you can go through and, and click those and just kind of get familiar with what all that is, um, activity log and all of that. So when you click on download your information, again, it gives you a bunch of like, we, crazy stuff word here. Oh, your information's in an HTML format, um, or it can be a JSON format, um, which you can import easily. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Okay. You're going to request a copy. So if you scroll down a little bit more, you go to the date range. Also, by the way, you guys, Clubhouse has a, a little clip um, option where the scissors are, right? Let's see if I PTR right below Monica. If you are looking at my face right now, two down for me, Monica's there. There's a scissors right at the bottom of your screen. And if you click that, you can record the last 30 seconds of what was said. Um, and then you can use it to post on social media. You can use it uh, for whatever you'd like. But if you want to go back and listen to these instructions, by all means, or go to my TikTok, which is actually really easy to get to if you go to my Instagram and then go to my link. Uh, in my Instagram, then there's a link for TikTok. Or I'm Brooke J. Lacey on every platform. Okay, so going back to where we are on this page where it says download your information for Facebook, it says request a copy. You can select date range. Um, if you don't select, I'm pretty sure it just gives you everything. Um, don't be afraid of the format of HTML because you all use HTML every single day, all day of your life. 
all that is is a web page. All that is is a format, just like a Word doc or a Excel spreadsheet. You know, an Excel spreadsheet is dot XLSX, Excel. That's an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, HTML is what you see on your browser. It's just like a document. So that format's going to come to you and it's going to be a local file, meaning you can download it to your computer. And then it, when you open it, it will then open in a web page, but you can still see it just fine. So it'll create the file. And then what happens is uh, you, you'll probably get notified via email. You'll get notified via notifications in Facebook. Um, if you look below the where it says create file, you can deselect, uh, you know, all, all of these activities. I just get it all, right? So if you look, if you're scrolling here, there's saved items and collections. There's voting location and reminders. There's messages. There's You can get your dating profile off Facebook dating. That was a huge hit. Uh, your posts, your pages, your polls, events, everything. And then it shows up and you can download things. Um, you can save all, all the pictures to your computer. And it puts it in a little file folder. And it will actually give you your, your photos inside of a file folder. And then you're going to want to save those. So yesterday I did a short little, um, a short little segment um, talking about data backup and all of that. And, you know, I will definitely open it up for questions um, here in a little bit, but I want to touch on like, why is this important? Why is this type of thing important? It's so important. I mean, if you think back to when, you know, we had to take pictures with a, with a physical camera and then take it to Walgreens and have them printed out and then, you know, literally saved. And then uh, I still have a box of pictures. Right. And I'm not even that old. Like this was very recently that we had to do this. And so we, I think we took better care of our memories. We put them into, you know, books and there was people that did scrapbooking um, and, and preserved those memories and, now we take it for granted that it's sitting on some, someone else has that. They're, if you don't have them backed up, somebody else owns that. You do not own your own data. And furthermore, if you come on here, and again, we take like a, a look back at it, or we, we remove ourselves a little bit from it and look at this as a bigger picture. All of that data is the product that Facebook makes money on. And sometimes it's talked about in sort of a nefarious sort of negative way. Um, but we all as business owners, we can understand that they have a business to run. This is a corporation. They have a business to run. They're not going to just build a piece of software and let us all use it and not make money. If you haven't seen the social dilemma, uh, please go and watch that because the, you see both sides. Of course, they have to make money. It's a corporation. How else are they going to do it? And companies have been using your data since the dawn of time. They, 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 this is how things work, right? So it's important to understand that your data is then used back to you, okay? It then targets you. And what what we were talking about earlier in the in the previous segment was you have control over what you see, whether or not Facebook has a responsibility to 
show things the correct way and to be, you know, uh, cognizant of what they're showing young children. Uh, you know, we can definitely get into that a little bit. I actually would love to talk about how I personally parent my 16, almost 17 year old son who is on the computer all the time um, because it starts at home, right? The information that they own of yours, they make money on. So why shouldn't you make money on your own data? Because nothing is private. And don't ever fool yourself into thinking that anything you put on the internet is private ever. And somebody asked me in a TikTok question, uh, you know, how do I delete my stuff? Just hear me right now that you will never ever delete anything of yours ever. Okay. It's, it's never going to happen. You are a footprint now in the ether of the internet, in the interwebs, you are there. So there's different, um, services. There's one called Tartle, T-A-R-T-L-E, Tartle.co. So it's .co, not .com. I use this. Um, there's, there's other services. I'm not an affiliate for them at all. Um, it's a new, it's a new service, new type of technology where you can then go put your information in anonymously. Okay. You do get paid in crypto, but you can actually, it's like, it's like, remember those surveys you used to do or like the, the things where they would pay you to go, um, eat at restaurants, right? That's exactly what this is. Don't make it harder than it is. Don't make it more difficult than it is. This is truly just giving your information freely, having autonomy, having agency over your own life, and then getting paid for it. Um, and, and like I said, it's new, it's slowly being rolled out. But if you remember back when, you know, the internet started becoming a thing, it wasn't widely adopted right away. This we learn from things. We can't really move forward with something unless we've uh, had a little bit of, of time to test it and to understand it. Um, because of course, Facebook was started in in someone's college dorm room as kind of just a, a test of, hey, we could let's try to do this, and then it became something bigger, and then they had to monetize. So I ain't mad at it. It always boils back down to if. If you've glazed over at this point, I'm sorry, but please understand that the biggest thing that I want to get across to people in my quest to educate about technology is that it starts with yourself and it starts with you as a parent or a sister or a brother, you know, to understand that you are in control. You are in control of what you watch, of what your kids watch, of what you do online. And all you have to do, I, I read something, I'm, I'm very much into, you know, spirituality and mindset and all of that. And, you know, you can't necessarily control your thoughts, uh, you know, you can't stop them, but you can decide whether or not they control you. You can also ignore them. My very close friend, Laura Wild, who talks all the time, I was actually with her for a few days last week, and we talked a lot about this, that there's something like ignoring your thoughts. And I believe that that's a way to do this with online and social media is that it starts with you and whether or not you decide to ignore those thoughts. It is not the responsibility of outside external sources like a social media to do, to parent your children and uh, to, to parent your thoughts. Okay. It, it just isn't. Once you have a grasp of, because you're never going to get away from it. I live in Idaho, right? Like I live in Boise, Idaho. And uh, by the way, I love it here. You guys always hear me say that because I'm not originally from here. I'm from Chicago. Been here 16 years and I absolutely lo love it. And I, I know a lot of people who live, quote unquote, 
off the grid. Uh, they farm their own food. They literally live, uh, you know, a couple hours up into the mountains. But you know what? They have cell phones. They have uh, satellite. And they do certain things. So you can't really say it's off the grid. There's really no way of being off the grid. Even the transient community has some way of checking in with a uh, social worker. So there will always be this uh, awareness. You have to be aware of what you're doing online. You have to be aware of what information you're putting out there. Second half of this is going to be me talking about um, children, having your kids online, like what kind of data security you need to have. What does the dark web mean? So we're going to get into that, but um, you know, and so I want to kind of open it up and, and see if you guys have comments about this or questions, or if you want to just be like, you know what, Brooke, you're crazy. Um, nobody cares about my data. That's a big one I get all the time. Like, who cares about my data? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So that being said, having autonomy, having agency over what you do with your life and your attention and your children is how this will be. Uh, mitigated. It's not going to happen in Congress. It's not, I mean, you know, maybe you all think it is and that's fine. Um, if, if anyone has a few hours to spend, please read the book by Edward Snowden. Um, and now the name escapes me. Um, and I've read it twice. It is very dry. He does tell a story, but if people just want to understand what's actually happening, and why it's important to you in your life and your children, um, you know, it's it's a great it's a great story. So I am gonna I, whenever I get on a, a tangent like this, I never look at um, the screen. So if any of you want to chime in or have a you know a question about it, um, I can definitely go on to my next topic, which is how how kids actually look at the internet because um, my sixteen year old works for me actually. And, um, he, he's the best at giving me real time information as a, I guess he's a young Gen Zer. So, um, does anybody want to chime in or ask a question or you want me just to keep going? Okay. I think you're all asleep now. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> all right, cool. We're so here. We're my... here. Keep going, Brooke. Okay, Christina. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. So my son, Broden, um, who I, I mean, he, he truly is, and, and it's, it's really not um, this biased thing. It, it, it is because I'm obsessed with him and I think he's the most amazing person. And I recognize that like, I broke the cycle of abuse and, you know, I've talked about that before. Um, this isn't about mental health right now, but uh, he, he really is the most emotionally intelligent person uh, or I guess teenager that I've, that I've ever known. And his dad and I were never married. Um, we've done such a good job co-parenting. Obviously it's not a perfect uh, system, but we've done really well. And his dad and I are friends and his stepmom and um, that family is, it, we're all one big happy family. And I think that's really, really part of this is that we're all on the same page. And um, when we're not on the same page, uh, we we definitely discuss it a lot. And so the fact that I've always been in tech and that's been a part of his life from the beginning, like, you know, he's built his own computers and he's, you know, he, he tests games right now. That's how he makes some of his money. He works at McDonald's and then 
Destiny tests games. And the great thing is that he's been able to be my my point of contact for what's really going on with with the youths of the world. Because you know what? The amount of information that they've been privy to since in, you know since they were born with iPads in their hands, because let's be honest, that's exactly what has happened with this generation, I would say from, uh, I would say 20 years old now, that's all they've known is, you know, 20 and below, literally that's all they've known is here's, here's my cell phone, play a game. Um, here's my iPad, play a game. Oh, you get screen time. You know, I talk a lot about stop vilifying screen time. Um, but he, he definitely knows, has his finger on, on the pulse, um, especially with YouTube. These kids are learning more than you could possibly even understand. And the amazing thing is that I believe most of these kids that have been given the opportunity to do their own research and to like navigate it on their own and not been told that it's a bad place, right? Like I know when I was a kid, uh, you know, I was told I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies. I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. I wasn't, I wasn't really allowed out of the house, to be honest. And what happened when I got that freedom, when my parents split and I went with my dad and literally had all the freedom in the world, I did all of the things. I was like, Ooh, why is this bad? I'm going to go and do this. So if you, if you stop vilifying screen time to your children, they, i promise you they're going to navigate it the right way and they're going to go and find what works for them they're going to understand things and if you give them a safe space to be technologists and and not say on one hand here's my ipad is to play with. the matrix or is that me can you guys hear me i can hear clearly i can hear you clearly you're fine bro go ahead okay um so on one hand you're you're saying here's you know here's my ipad play a game and and you know be babysat by that and then on the other hand you're like oh my god you only get three hours for screen time but yet i'm gonna be over here on my phone scrolling tiktok for six hours and you know so what's good for the goose is good for the gander or that kind of thing and i'm here to tell you that i've been looking at a computer screen since the early 90s like literally looking at it coding uh all day every day and i have perfect vision i mean i'm a little nuts but i don't know if that's been looking at the screen or not uh there there's really there's everything in moderation type of conversation. And then there's also, let's look at this as a tool and a positive um, as opposed to a negative, And this is going to rot your brain and all of that, because we talk about video games. I am getting back to what he's doing uh, to, to help me understand the, you know, data security and that kind of stuff with kids is that um, some of these video games, like right now he's got one that's that he's building a town it's almost like he's a civil engineer right but it's fun um there's these games that teach you know dexterity and and uh a couple of them where he's he's online with these this other group of people and um and they're they're solving problems and they're working together how is that a bad thing it's absolutely not when we when we talk about that fine line um, you know, that phrase that I like to bring up a lot, which is electricity can cook the dinner. It can also cook the man. So when there's that, that fine line, right? Like he made a decision a long time ago that he doesn't, doesn't want to play the games that have 
uh, that are overly sexualized and that have that um, type of theme. He made that decision on his own. He made the decision to not play certain games, you know, oh, mom, I, I just don't think that's for kids. Now, I get it. Like, not all kids are like that. But I believe with my whole heart that if you give your kids the freedom to figure it out themselves, they will. And if you understand it and educate yourself a little bit, just a little bit, and 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 if they, you know, maybe are doing something funky, then you can have that conversation with them. And and maybe it, it sparks a conversation, right? Maybe it sparks a conversation that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been had. So let's start positioning these things as good and not bad. <laughs> like, it's always so funny. Like I'm up here in the, in my like makeshift office bonus room uh, and, and I'm walking around <laughs> with, like my hands. I wish I was, I could show you like the screen, but um, it, it's, I, I can't stress enough that when we give people the autonomy and the agency to do things for themselves, whether they're teenagers or adults, and, and they have a desire to actually learn it, don't force things on them, they will make the right choices. They really, truly will. And when you've got situations like, you know, if you're, if you have a daughter, let's just say if you have a daughter and she's maybe doing some, some things on social media that you don't approve of, instead of punishing, let's figure out why she needs that attention. Why is she utilizing the tool in a negative way when she could be using it in a positive way, like doing online therapy or doing, you know, maybe even these video games where she has a, a community of people. You know who, you know who uh, quarantine was good for? The nerds, the gamers. Quarantine was great for my son because he, he wasn't in this, this space of the school with all this anxiety and all these people and, and not knowing what to do. And he just really struggles with being in huge groups of people. And so being able to, to do, and now he actually is um, just strictly online school and it, it works so beautifully for him and his grades went up and now he's doing college classes. I mean, come on. So again, I'm only coming from a place of, Hey, I can talk about this because I have a success story. Um, and his name is Broden. He it, also going back to those times where they make their own decision, like this may not be for kids, you know, maybe this is for the future. And, um, it's not that I condoned or wanted him to be playing these, you know, um, more adult, mature games. Uh, we would have had that conversation. But the great thing is he made that decision for himself. And and that's where I'm coming from is, is if you fear it as a parent, they certainly are either going to go look for why or do something secretive. You know, they're still going to find it. it, it it's very difficult to... Um, to rely on like parental controls or whether or, or school, right? You can't send them to school and think they're going to learn all about data security and, and uh, you know, cybersecurity. You have to take it on yourself. It, you have to at least understand it or bring somebody in that understands it. And that is going to, um, you know, do the right thing by your family, but understand that it's not going away. This is life now. Technology is, is life now. And your children will be a part of it. Um, the the second piece of that is whether or not you choose to put your children on social media, meaning you and utilizing pictures and videos of your children, especially young children, on social media. Um, I get a little quiet and somber with this uh, because 
it is my true belief. And there's things that I've seen that I wish I could scrape from my brain, um, being in this world for so long. Uh, there's a reason my son is not on my social media or videos. And um, there's a couple, you know, like in my TikTok videos, I'm not saying it's it's not there. I do speak of him, um, but especially back, you know, when he was younger. And so I just, you know, if there's questions about this, I'm happy to answer it. But if you think to yourself, what, what am I doing um, putting all of this out there? There are always going to be nefarious actors in the world. Um, I try to keep this as, as nice and shiny as possible, but it, it's just something to always keep in mind. What is the point of, of you having your, your kids in your pictures or even just them or even, even worse than that, the people who are allowing their young children to have social media accounts that are uh, showing off, you know, uh, different videos and, and doing certain things, that is something you should be in control of um, and, and not allow to happen because all of those things can be taken. And, you know, it's not just the images of your children, it's locations. There is a lot of data behind pictures and very easily, it is very easy to find out the location and the types of things that, that you're doing, where you might be. And so uh, this is not to scare people. Maybe it is, I don't know. Um, it, it's just a fact of the world right now. The fa a fact of the world we live in is when we talk about keeping people safe and keeping you safe online, it's not just your data, it's your physical being. Just because you're sitting behind a screen or sitting behind your phone doesn't mean that it's not a a physical danger. There's always going to be a physical danger. I had somebody, uh, this is completely outside of even what I'm, you know, the issue with children. Um, I had some people on TikTok get very um, obsessed. Uh, it was, it still kind of blows my mind, but it was when I was doing a lot of uh, live streams and I was really connecting with people, right? And they, it, they really believed that I was their best friend. They really, truly did and found me. Um, I haven't told that story. Um, maybe once I told that story, but um, they, they found me. They found where I lived. And um, thankfully, I live in Idaho and was able to, you know, make sure I was protected. And um, it's very, very scary. And that was just, that's just me, a 45-year-old uh, you know, a woman that, you know, can, can call law enforcement very easily, um, and be aware of it. But it's, it, it, I just want you to be aware of what's going on in your surroundings and not go into things. Don't wake up every morning afraid of what could happen, but be grateful for the tool that you have in your hand, because you can, you know, learn something at the speed of light. You can, uh, contact somebody, you can keep up with your friends, you can be in clubhouse. These are such amazing tools. Uh, but again, electricity can also cook the man. And there will always be that, 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 that line that can be crossed. So, you know, just keeping track, maybe, maybe each day, uh, especially, you know, come listen to us on clubhouse. And um, I will talk about a program that I'm starting um, at the end of this hour. Um, I will do a quick reset unless Christy's here. I think everybody's falling asleep. So you give me a second so that I can pull up my resets because it's the middle of the hour. Maybe it'll wake you up a little bit. But if you're learning from this room today, 
just imagine how much you'll gain when we come together. I am going to be there. I'm so excited. Um, in person in Lexington, Kentucky, November 5th through the 7th for the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. Um, you can you can make more money and more impact, and that's exactly what you're going to learn. Um, so join us as my friend Glenn Lundy celebrates the 1,000th and final episode of Hashtag Rise and Grind. Um, and in partnership with my other friend, Tamara Andrus, and featuring so many top speakers, you will learn to literally grow your business for God's sake. So go to breakfastwithchampions.live, remember, .live, um, to sign up now. Uh, and then I also would like to kind of throw in there that next week in Dallas from the 14th through the 17th, we will all be in um, our Embrace Your Ambition experience. It's a transformational experience with none other than Marcus Black and Ashley Brandstetter, um, who we all know and love on Clubhouse. Um, I will be there. Nate will be there. Kelsey, Tamara, um, Trent Shelton. If any of you are on TikTok, you know who Trent Shelton is. Like, I'm so excited to even just be in his presence. Um, and I I have such a really, I have such a cool um, presentation and, and talk to do. Um, seeing me in person is, uh, you got to do it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's it's going to be really, really cool. And, and I just I second that. <laughs> and then we'll walk up uphill to a restaurant. Nate, like we're seriously doing that just by the way. Um, so, so that's next week. I am, I'm starting a program because I've been seriously pushed and pushed to do this. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a technology strategist. I have been doing that for a long time. I have a web development background. I started a tech a computer repair business in 2010 that was very successful um, uh, in my in my small little community here. Closed that in 2016 because computers were just being built uh, better and and uh, faster and and cheaper. So part of my business um, strategy was to recognize when there was no longer profit in something, even though I loved it so, so much. I was a technician turned business owner and uh, love, love building and, and fixing computers. Uh, but when there's no profit and you can't sustain your business, you close it and you go a different direction. Um, but I've always been in, since day one, I've always been an educator and a uh, an advocate, a strategist for people to so that I can bridge the gap between the super technical and the uh, practical applications of technology. I spent a very long time in my corporate career um, running a help desk of all things. I loved the idea of, of helping the non-tech savvy um, make sure that their tools work. So I've carried that into every business that I've, that I've started. I'm on my third now, um, which I go in and, and, consult for small companies, big companies that really love to work with uh, women-owned, veteran-owned um, nonprofits where I can go in and kind of just assess the situation and say, you need this, you need this, you need this, and then let me bring in like sort of a general contractor. So I never really thought to myself, because everyone thinks that I'm just a TikTok creator. Uh, no, that's just a tool that I use. And it's been a very, very successful business tool. It's also been really, really friggin' fun. Uh, and people think I'm funny. So it's it's been a lot of fun. And partially that tool has helped me bring a lot of um, 
the audience for talking about mental health. I'm very vocal about um, living successfully with with numerous mental illness diagnoses and what I've been able to do um, to be successful and still deal with that on a daily basis because no matter what I've done, you, you know, it doesn't necessarily ever just go away. So that being said, that's why I use TikTok and I, I've been asked to teach it and um, I kind of feel like that's what I do on Clubhouse, but um, because it's different for everybody, use TikTok, use social media as a tool for what you're doing. Um, even when you, even the people who are full-time social media content creators, it really just is a tool to better their brand because then they're going to branch out. Just like Heather said earlier, you, you want to be multidimensional with all of your social media platforms because it's your brand and it's your in intention, whatever your intention is in life that we're going to use those tools to provide that to the world, to provide that to your audience. So I have been asked a lot to create a course or some sort of, sort of um, membership or, uh, so I'm getting all of that together. If you DM me on Instagram, just whatever you want to DM me, I have an assistant that's going to go through that. If you're interested in working with me at all, um, I, you know, there's times I just get on a zoom call and we go over for a few hours, what technology you use in your business. And it's not just websites. It's literally everything, your productivity software. You know, we get down to the, there's no dumb question. There's no question that's too small. <laughs> we'll talk about every single thing that you're using. I know that there's this shiny object syndrome, right? You come on Clubhouse and everyone's talking about a different platform or a different CRM, a different, you know, all of those different things. Um, and so I break it down and we get down to the very, very basics. And uh, we just talk about it like, like we're best friends and that, you know, Sometimes it's, it's, it turns into a therapy session where people are like, I hate technology. You know, I hate it. And, and then we can go a different direction because then it's maybe time to, to hire somebody. So to do it for you. Um, I have, uh, Kelsey and I were talking about this offline earlier. I don't know about you guys, but I have a really hard time delegating. And I had, um, I had some stuff come up the last couple of weeks. So I wasn't able to actually do the work for a couple of clients um, because of course I'm like a control freak and I need to hold on tight and, and make sure that all of the stuff is done right. So I hired a new subcontractor because the other one I was using was unavailable and it's not turning out well. And so of course it's kicking me back into, I can't delegate. I can just do it better myself. Um, so it's a constant process. Uh, you know, having to delegate is, is hard and but so necessary. It's so necessary. So I'm trying to teach myself that, you know, try, try again. I'm actually also taking David Spizak's coaching call on Friday. Uh, that's tomorrow. So I'm excited about that because, you know, we as technician turned business owners so many times, we, <laughs> we don't know how to do the business part of things. And it's been 11, oh my gosh, going on 12 years now that I've been self-employed and I'm still learning all of the business pieces and how to delegate. So, man, I know I threw a lot of stuff at you um, and we do still have about um, 17 minutes. And so I'd love to answer questions or hear what you guys have to say, or I can just dive back into whatever it is that I'm going to talk about with technology. Um, 
or we can take a nap because that was a lot of information and I don't <laughs> I need to take a breath is what I need to do I need to take a breath I have a question may I ask a question of course Ta just is it Tara you. or Tara it's Tara like Sarah okay cool yeah I just adore you I think you're brilliant um do you vet the people you work with then do you kind of have a conversation with them first and decide whether or not the pair of you are going to be a good fit. Yes. Oh my God. Tara, you know, what's so great about being seeing, this is how I, I look at success. Um, and I, I, I'm going off a little bit, but yes, the answer is absolutely. Yes. I get to now I get to work with who I want to work with. Um, and, and it's so great. That's where I look at success when I was in the corporate world. So I worked, um, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure wherever you guys are in the country, you have shopped at a grocery store owned by a company called super value. Um, and here in Boise, um, Albertsons, the, the corporate office is here. So when they merged, it was, I don't know, 2001 or two or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe later than that it is a huge conglomerate, right? Huge. It, it didn't end up working very well, the, that merger, but I, uh, was, one of the highest paid women in tech in the Pacific Northwest. And I was also um, miserable, absolutely miserable. I would get up, I would take my son to daycare and nine hours later, nine and a half hours later, whatever, go pick him up. And I was like, oh, I had a, a house built by myself, you know, it was like all of this. And I remember being like, well, this house doesn't hug me back. What kind of life is this? And for some people, that is, is that is success, is where they got to, how much money they're making, um, and all of that. So what I see as success is now at this stage of the game, being able to say, uh, absolutely vet them. Um, I don't even market at this point. I don't. Everything is word of mouth. Um, you know, I've taken on so many projects just from being on Clubhouse that I've been able to vet um, who I want to work with. And I really do love working with brand new startups, women owned businesses, but also Tara, like I also am at the stage where I'm a high ticket item. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that sounded funny. I am not a high ticket item. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. But my, my, sorry, the, the product that I provide as a technology strategist and consultant is a high ticket product. Um, some of these with, with a lot of these um, nonprofits, I'll go in and it'll be a two month project, right? So I have to vet that, but it's such a, it's such a beautiful success story in my mind um, to be able to say, you know, this isn't going to work for me, but I've got tons of people, or I can show you how to do stuff yourself, you know, and, and now I'm starting to look at that, like, um, you know, small ticket item, the, you know, maybe even showing people how to do it yourself, that kind of stuff. But it's really a matter of what you want to do. Do you want to save time or do you want to save money? And I'm going to tell you that when it comes to tech, what I've seen over the last 25 years is that you either love it or you hate it. And if you want to do it yourself to save money, you're going to be stressed out. So vetting the people that, that I want to work with um, has been a, a huge, uh, I think, 
benefit to both my client and to me, because then it's this great, this great, um, you know, mesh of, of in, information and, and the way that you work together. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty good. Matt, I saw you on mic. Did that answer your question, Tara? Yes. Totally. Thank you so much. No, that was very educational. Thanks. Good. Matt, what's up? Yes, I was going. Yeah, first I was going. Oh. How are you, Brooke? Thank you. I was going to first say it was amazing information. We did not fall asleep, so thank you for your your <laughs> master class there of of, of info. Um, when you are dealing with it, because I deal with companies as well with a lot of their systems. I, I work mainly with their CRM market automation systems, but in doing that, they ask me, you know, for a lot of different uh, help with other systems and processes they have in place. What's what's the when you're trying to go in and and figure out all our different systems, what they're trying to do. Do you have a good way of kind of kind of processing all those systems to look at it? Is there any kind of um, system that you have in place where you are able to do that? Or is it just different from, from client to client? Yeah, I, I, this is a, such a good question because I think it always goes back to like how you run your business, right? Is there a proprietary way of doing whatever it is that you do, right? Do you go in and is it completely like, here's a, here's a uh, outline and we're going to go checkbox by checkbox of what you do in your business. No way. There's no way I could operate like that. Um, but I do, I mean, I know that there are um, business consultants out there that do that, but when it comes to technology and the fact that, that what I like to do going in, in there is um, it's not really niched down because it's a generalization. So I like to just go in and and sit and talk. And this is gonna be so different for, for each person. You have to find what works for you. Just like you're saying, you go in and you, you work on this specific thing, right? Like marketing CRM tools. Okay, let's assess what, you, what that does. But just like you said, then you find these sort of vulnerabilities or these like one-offs, these, these offshoots, whatever of, oh, well, you know what? This thing over here, whether it's, let's say, uh, whatever they're using for uh, online backup is maybe causing a bottleneck or a problem with the piece of software, the piece of technology that you're, that you're there to um, help with. So that's why I had to sort of step back and go, look, I'm not just doing web development. I'm actually saying, well, I can't, I can't really do this web development if you're using this thing over here. And I can't really do, uh, oops, sorry. I can't really do, um, web development if you don't have a graphic designer in place or or whatever so it has to be this this huge overarching overarching um analysis of it so yes i do have some sort of you know like there's some documents where i we go through and there there are checklists but mostly it's this sitting and listening for a few hours that whole consultation thing and you know before uh, 2020, everything I did was local. And I would literally go in and, and sit and like, look at what, what was going on uh, physically, what computers are you using? What, you know, what servers, what online backup, what, what VPN, what network are you using? Um, there, there's so many things to it. So I, I did have to transition that um, when I started doing all of this virtually. And um, so in that case, when we sit on a Zoom call and I can't really get a feel for the actual hardware in in there, I have actually just hired out. So I'll bring, uh, I'll find somebody in their local town to go in and assess their network, 
what they're using for secure, you know, for their security, their online backup. Um, but I suggest that all the time is like, you know, when you put it, a pr process in place like that in this type of industry, it doesn't necessarily work as, um, as efficiently as possible. Um, I know that um, my best friend and her husband just acquired a franchise, um, a service-based franchise. And I am so obsessed with the franchise model. I don't know about you guys, but it is like the most incredible thing because it's just like, here's this package and you buy the processes and it has been shown to work with all these other people. And here you go. And it's like, man, I wish that I could package all this up and, you know, sell it as a process. Um, but especially when you're going in to fix what's already there, as opposed to, um, that's why sometimes I really like working with startups because we can start from scratch and I can say, buy this, do this, here's your website. Like, let's take, the, you know, let's go this direction. And then I bring people in that are way more, you know, way smarter than me on, on certain things. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's a framework. It's a, a digital online framework. And I think that's kind of the, the beauty of it is that I can generalize. So that was a long-winded answer, but you know, I, I wish there was a proprietary way of, of doing technology st strategy, but it's absolutely each person, you know, each system is going to be different. So we'll, we should connect because maybe I can help with uh, some of the things that are um, maybe not you know, what you guys do directly, because it's all intertwined, right? It's all like one big spider web, um, which you can look at as uh, chaos, or you can look at as a uh, perfect combination of, of business systems working together to be productive and be efficient for your business. Did that help, Matt? Absolutely. No, I, I and I agree. I think, yeah, I, I wish there was the magic bullet and i think you know yeah companies like uh, ibm or salesforce and others have tried to find that you know that one system to rule them all but it's just you know it's that's not going to happen but no it was a great answer thank you so much god that's exactly right and i i love you said salesforce i'm obsessed with salesforce and i thought at one point i was going to um to do that so i i got in there and i was i was learning it and i was like oh this is such a great system and then it just threw me back to it's one system is never going to be an end all, a be all end all. You get it. So I like I like that you brought that up because that's something for you entrepreneurs to understand that even though there's so many things at your disposal, it's you're not one system is not going to provide you everything you need. So you know again, if it becomes overwhelming, that's when it's time to bring in a tech strategist, and I'm here for you. So hi Tosh, I see you flashing your mic. You're always here with such amazing stuff to get to help me with <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just made first i love the fact that um yeah if anyone has a question or we can all just sleep i thought oh let me keep a uh, group company we don't want to sleep here we want to <laughs> have a, a dialogue <laughs> but i'm glad a few people have asked a question no i was just fascinated about the uh you know me you know how i feel about the whole children on social media that's the one yeah. that i i it just i'm so passionate and my friends think I'm really weird because I just don't at all. And like I said um, previously, if I have to, I will literally, they, they think 
I'm just a weird person, I mean, generally, because when I have to put a photo of my children, they will have to face the other way and I'll take the back, <laughs> their back, back of their heads. That's how protective I am. And I also have to ensure the surrounding is nowhere near our house, you know, especially back to school photos. Those ones I, I tend to cringe because you put children in front of your house with a house number and say like myself, right. where I live, I live, I live in a small town. So if I say this town, it's already very easy to find me. And you put the house number, children in front of them, and then it's just so easy. That kind of uh, detail, I am just very, very careful. So, and like I said, my friends think I'm, I'm just so weird. And I just take either a foot or a leg of my children. If I have to put the front, I'll put a heart there or something at the front of their faces so they don't know who they are, uh, but they can see, you know, the hair or, you know, the part of the body. But I just, I avoid at all costs. And my old, old owner, who's now a teenager, I've only just allowed him to get on Instagram and we monitor that um, greatly. And he doesn't right. use and his name, doesn't use his right. name either. And and you you bring this up like with photos and stuff, and you know we were saying like location, it becomes this physical situation, but um, or you know like location issue. But you know I'm going to be really frank and say, you know, you start putting up pictures of your um, young daughters on the beach in their bathing suits, and I guarantee you that picture's not staying on the regular web. It will be distributed. I'm telling you this, a hundred percent will be distributed oh, no. um, in places that you don't want that distributed. Um, that is the way our world is. It is not to you know scare you. It is to remind you that there is a there's an underbelly, and there always will be. And you can have autonomy and agency over what you put on the internet. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, was there something else you wanted to add yeah. to? Yeah. No, 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 that's it, really. That's really, yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but oh my gosh, that is so scary. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. Again, Thank I you do, yeah, and again, I don't like to, to scare people. I've gone into schools, you know, I haven't done that in a while. I probably should. Um, well, last year it wasn't really a thing, mm. but um, I'd go in and I actually a couple of times would bring one of the sheriffs with me. And, um, you know, here in, in Idaho, they do have a, a team, uh, a crime team such a lovely place here that there's not a lot of crime. So it's kind of nice. And so, but that can also be a detriment because then people are kind of just floating through life thinking that, you know, whatever they do online isn't, you know, going to be a problem because, you know, and I come from Chicago. So I've had these like two very different um, lives for the first 28 years. I'm living in one of the, uh, I think it is the most deadly cities in the country. Uh, if not the world, um, and then come to a place like Boise, Idaho, where everyone's just, uh, it's sunshines, unicorns, and rainbows all the time. And that can be very detrimental because you need to understand what's actually going on in the world. And so um, sometimes I would take the sheriff in charge of the cybersecurity in, in Idaho and um, go and talk to these schools. And it's very hard to talk about without fear-mongering. You know, that's not the right word. Uh, I don't want people to be afraid. I just want you to be aware and educated in what you do with your lives <laughs> because it can be a, such an amazing tool. Um, but be aware, you know, I, there was some other point I was making, but. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.